What's going on, boys and girls? We got a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We had on, for the second time, the best 47kg female lifter in the world, Heather Connor. Terrific interview with her. If you didn't listen to the first episode we had with her, she interviewed, I believe, on episode 20. And in my opinion, this episode is much better. And that's typically due to first interviews usually have like an awkward tension and you got to bring up like you know the background information and all that kind of stuff didn't have to do that this time so we got to talk freely and heather did not disappoint talked about a performance at usapl raw nationals nine for nine meet also controversial deadlifts social media bullshit saying that she's only getting deadlifts and white lights because of how she looks because she cute and because of who she is but we talk about all that nonsense, and we also talk about the SBD Invitational, which she is invited to. Talk in great detail about that, and she brings the heat with Word Association. Terrific interview with Heather. Be sure to listen to that. But before we get into our show, I want to talk to you guys about Rivalus. Guys, girls, visit Rivalus.net. Use promo code ANGELO15 and get 15% off of your protein, creatine, branching amino acids, and pre-workouts you name it use promo code angel 15 you'll save some money get 15 percent off of your purchase also visit to whitelights.com buy yourself a t-shirt watch out for the blog just visit to whitelights.com and also you're listening to the episode just hit the fucking subscribe button on itunes and leave a five-star rating and a review just do it it's easy also follow us on spotify as well but here it is, two white lights. It is Monday, November 4th. And Pompa Gadrio to all of our peoples in Veneto, Italy. I apologize if I fucked up that pronunciation. You guys are Northern Italian and I am Southern Italian. And besides, I can't speak Italians. But shout out to Vikings Veneto, uh, powerlifting team, and Andrea Bernabucci. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. And we got a fucking hell of a two white light show for you today. We got Heather Connor on the show the best 47kg female powerlifter in the world right now, and she gave me a terrific interview. Second time through is usually better than the first, and she did not disappoint with this episode. And I'm not going to let you guys wait. We're just going to get right into it. Here is Heather Connor. And as promised, I got with me her win at USAPL Raw Nationals, one of the best Actually, the best 47kg lifter in the world. Legend of the sport, legend of USAPL, legend of IPF. I don't even need to do an introduction because I already introduced you in our first episodes, but I love doing introductions. Here she is, Heather Connor, drinking a Bang Energy drink and a Get Better Today shirt. <laughs> I think she thought this was an Instagram promo, but it's not. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I was trying to do my best influencer, um, you know, promotion with my get better today, hashtag Russell Orhe, and, you know, bang energy drink sponsor. 
Yeah, and you know, it's it's we're a few days past Halloween, so the influencer <laughs> costume was appropriate two days ago. But yeah, drinking bang, get better today shirts. You're on full influencer status, and on top of that, you're drinking the birthday cake bang, which I went on like two or three rants on this show on social media about that flavor, and you're one of the six percent of people who like it. It's just because everybody hasn't tried that super great ice cream that, you know, is from the mom and pop shop. And that's unfortunate because once you have the ice cream, you're like, you know what? Doesn't it fucking taste like cake. It's that fucking ice cream. So y'all are wrong. The flavor is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened to me with, you know, Superman ice cream? No. Okay. <laughs> Superman ice cream is like this super colorful ice cream. It's like blue, red, and yellow. I love oh, like it. from the trucks. Yeah. Okay. So I loved it when I was a kid, and then I bought it for my girlfriend. And then we were eating it, and she's like, this is vanilla ice cream. And I was eating, I'm like, no, it's not, it's Superman. She's like, it's vanilla ice cream, there's no flavor here, there's only vanilla. And then I kept on eating, and I'm like, holy fuck, you're right. I got fooled into thinking this was a different flavor because it had different colors for 25 years of my life. You just ruined the whole Superman experience. It did. It did. I didn't have Superman ice cream since then. Because she was like, this yeah. ice cream is basically a vanilla ice cream. You know, that's a woman for you, though. Yeah. We're here to set y'all straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, of all the stupid things I've done, that was not that, not the most stupid, which is incredible, but I was eating it, and then I kept on eating it, and then I looked at the flavors, and it was mostly vanilla. I was so pissed off. It's only vanilla ice cream that makes your mouth blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... Yeah. Might as well tell me Santa Claus is not real at that moment, because I was no, I so mad. Never, yeah. I would never say that. Yeah, because I went... Yeah. Say so I would always... Yeah, there was, I grew up in a small town, and they had, like, this ice cream shop, and I would get the cones of Superman ice cream, and I fucking mm -hmm. loved it. And I didn't know it was vanilla the entire time. <laughs> you know, I just... Just don't even mention Santa Claus to your girlfriend because, you know, no. I would never want her to ruin that for you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to, yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of brutal, like, honesty, at Raw Nats, like, she was looking around, I was like, you're much smaller than most of the people here. Yikes. Yeah. I'm like, I am. It's like, you're, because she was used to, like, APF and WPC meets where, yeah. there one, there wasn't a lot of 181 pound lifters in general. Yeah. And then if there were, like, I was moderately sized compared to them. She, and then, like, standing next to Russ and, like, Noriega, she's like, they're, like, much bigger than you. I'm like, yeah, I know. By, like, 20 pounds, they are bigger than me. But At least she keeps it real with you. Yeah. She defended my honor in the stands, though. She was great. Good. Yeah. When I was deadlifting, uh, one uh, Russ Orhe fangirl was right next to her. And I don't think I shared this story on air, but uh, Russ Orhe fangirl was, like, kind of next to her, talking about Russ the entire time. Yeah. And then she was like, how much does uh, Russ deadlift? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, like 710. is like, oh, I think my boyfriend could do that easily. <laughs> yes, you're the best, babe. I love you. But what, it would, what would you have done if, like, you would have been competing and then seeing your girl in the uh, stands, like, throwing hands? That's oh, what I, I was there for. <laughs> I, I would I, <laughs> I would have loved it. I'd have been like... On Naps 2020, <laughs> Daytona. <laughs> Day oh, Daytona Beach, fists are flying. Yeah. That is a that is a good setting for, like, a drunk girl fight, for sure. If there's not a bar like there has been these past few years, I'm going to be 
Upset. Well, it's Daytona Beach. There has to be a bar. Yeah. There's got to be I, a bar. Yeah, there should be. But, well, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we got to talk about this year's Raw Nationals 2019 in Lombard, Illinois. And you had a terrific performance. Nine for nine meets, 558 Wilkes. I'm still trying to understand IPF points, but it was probably extremely high. But incredible performance. And where, where do you rank this as far as performances go in your career which you had many great performances well you know as a whole competition I'd probably rank it second uh my best competition to date as far as total goes was back at the Arnold in 2018 when I got like a a 397.5 when I first hit four times the body weight on my deadlift um I ended that uh day with a 142 and a half 314-pound squat, 72.5, 159 uh, bench, and 182.5, 402 deadlift. So that, in my mind, is still my best performance because I came out with my best total. Uh, But that's also the time where I got injured. Um, I had strained my lower lats, so building back up from that injury has been kind of like a roller coaster leading up to this nationals, um, 2018 nationals. I did what I could. It was subpar, but I knew that going into it because I had recently found out about the injury. I was like, all right, let's do what's going to secure us the win leading up into 2019 worlds. Uh, I don't even know what was really going on with, like, I was like, I need to change this thing in flats. But here I am changing to squat shoes. And because I changed to squat shoes, it started messing up my uh, QL. Mm-hmm. So I went into Worlds, and it I won. Um, as you know, but most people might not know, that's not affiliated with the IPF. Um, our coaches actually choose our numbers for us. Not our personal coaches, but the team coaches. And they're going to do what's going to secure the win first. So, Worlds isn't really where you hit PRs, but it's where you secure the win. Uh, And that's what we did. So, um, it was an okay performance. Still came out on top. Got a world record in deadlift, which was cool. But after that competition, I was like, man, like, I didn't start feeling this, like, pain in this QL area till I put on these shoes. So, I threw the shoes out, came back to my chucks, which are flatter, and I came to the ABS Pro. Uh, did good. I was like, okay, done with it. I'm going to stick with flats. Then I found out about Notorious Lift. I like their shoes. I think they're awesome. Um, I was typically just going to use them for bench, mm-hmm. but then they worked so well on bench. I was like, okay, let me try deadlifts. Good on deadlifts. Hey, why not try them on squats? And with my leverages, they just ended up being like the perfect, you know, thing for me. So going into nationals, I felt good. I felt great. Um, as most people know, I don't cut weight. Mm-hmm. I'm actually eating up to my weight class because I typically stay around like 45, uh, to 45 and a half kilos. And so, you know, with prime time, you weigh in later and it's a good and bad thing. Um, I'm bored out of my mind. 4 PM weigh in. I just, I'm looking for something to do. I don't want to go to the venue because people 
will talk and talk, and I'm like, I uh, can't do this. So I, uh, <laughs> I literally, I went to Target, got some of those Uncrustable sandwiches, which are amazing. I forgot to get those. Well, you know what? If you were looking for the smaller boxes, you were just SOL because I took them all. Because <laughs> I woke up super early. I don't know what it is about traveling, but I do not sleep comfortably in these beds. It can be the best bed on the planet. I just I won't sleep well. Yeah. Um, so I woke up like, I'm telling you, like 4.45. And I take a protein bar out of the fridge because, of course, breakfast isn't open. And... I, for some reason, I didn't think about the protein bar being, like, rock solid. So my teeth pretty much broke during the process of eating it, which is fine. Breakfast comes along. I eat another breakfast. And um, my weight's just not moving. It stays at, like, 800 pounds, 45.5 kilos. I'm like, okay. I mean, I drink an energy drink, which is 16 fluid ounces. Yeah, it adds that little pound, but then it flushes right out. So the whole day leading up to 4 p.m., I ate. I ate a whole box of Uncrustables. I stayed in my room. If I wasn't watching Animal Planet, I was watching Hoarders or my 600-pound life. So I was really living my best life at this moment. Yeah, usually the best things to watch before powerlifting meet is Hoarders, <laughs> my 600-pound life, and Animal Planet. Yeah. I mean, I usually try to watch, like, Rocky or something, but I think I might try that for my next meet. I, I mean, I can't tell you how pumped I was when I came back from Target and Hoarders was on. I was like, hell yes. So, so depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing of a show. Oh, Hoarders in my 600-pound life? That's like, that's really like 1 a.m. drunk TV. You know what? But when you have nothing else to do and you finished off a whole box of Uncrustables, you know, I watched the show. I'm like, man, I think it's time for a nap. Yeah. So I took a nap, woke up, sweat. I, I don't know what happened, but I must have been sleeping so hard. I woke up just drenched in sweat. I'm like, I'm disgusting. Let me go ahead, take the shower, eat some popcorn because it's right there. Um, so I did. <laughs> like, I'm just carb loading at this point. Um, and then I head over to the venue. And I kept telling my coach, like, man, I feel really good. I feel like really good. And it's crazy because I feel the exact same way I did leading into 2018 Arnold. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's great. He's like, just make sure you're stretching because they're, they're being really sticklers on depth. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Um, warm-ups, they felt great. Um, I really, I can't say anything negative about it. Everything was like pretty well ran going up leading into warm-ups, like weigh-ins, I mean, I couldn't have asked for that to go any more better. But, yeah, so fast forward. Squats went pretty good, went for three for three. I finished off with um, 137.5, which is 303. Um, then bench, 72.5, 159. Easily could have gone for my red plate dinner with 75 kilos. I told Kyle, and I was like, man, let's just save the energy. And sure enough, I did need that little bit of energy <laughs> because <laughs> deadlifts roll around, man. So I open up uh, what I would see, not most 47 kilos, but I would see it's pretty conservative with 300 and uh, like 64 pounds. You know, it, fl- it flies up. He bumps me to 385, which is technically right under my world record since 
that's below my American record. Uh, that mm-hmm. comes up. I tell him, I'm like, man, my, my peck wanted to tighten up on that one, Colin. I said, let's just, let's just throw 396 for our third attempt. I'm like, it's right under four times the body weight. So, you know, whatever. He's like, you don't want to go try to break the American record. Uh, and I was like, and I'm just sitting there looking at him. And here we are at this table, and they're like, you got 15 seconds. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God, like, she did not have to tell me that. So he puts in 396 as a placeholder. And we go and sit back at uh, the chairs, and I'm sitting there. Like, I didn't even get my earphones from him. And it wasn't even a minute later, and I look at him. I was like, you know, do you you think I can hit the 403? Mm-hmm. You want to just chip it? And he's like, you know what, Heather, I think if there's anybody that's going to do it, like, I think you got it. I was like, bet, full sin, Colin, go ahead <laughs> go ahead and change it to 183 kilos, 403 pounds. Because in my head, I'm thinking, what's 396 compared to 403, but just a few little pounds? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in training, I see that. Yeah, in training, that happens a lot to me. That little fucking chrome plate will cause so much pain and agony. Like, you pick it up, like, this little thing? Nah, it's fine. Like, I have not even attempted to go that high. Not in training, not since 2018, go that extreme. Because it's like a mental thing. I've been injured because of this. Mm -hmm. Now I'm terrified that it's going to happen again. I think that was kind of stalling me. It was never the confidence. It was me thinking more so in the future. Like, am I going to get hurt again? Because, uh, though everybody at nationals did not know yet, I knew like, shit, I got Sheffield coming up. Like, should I risk it? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, with my coach saying, I feel confident that if anybody can hit it, it's going to be you. So I put on, uh, like a song that I think is going to just like really get me focused. And it did. I go out. What was it? (laughs) Because you watched hoarders prior to powerlifting (laughs) me. So I got to know the song you do before. Uh, Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the greatest showman. I haven't heard of it. I haven't seen it. (laughs) So, it's a it's a great movie, right? It's it terrific. It's a great movie and um so the main title, the main title song is called The Greatest Show. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning it says uh this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And it always got me pumped. I'm like, wouldn't this be like a great deadlift song because everybody's expecting me to hit four times the body weight again. Mm-hmm. Um and here it goes ladies and gents here's the moment you've been waiting for. And so like, I'm dancing, like I'm feeling good. And then I hear bars loaded and I give call on my earphones. And typically at this point I black out. I don't see the crowd. I don't hear Gino shouting, whatever Gino shouting at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, but I saw all the colors of the plates. Uh, I saw the crowd. Um, <laughs> like I, was just not in my zone. But I was like, all right, you can still do this, whatever. So I get up to the bar because the last thing I wanted to do was lose confidence. If I approached it without the confidence, I was definitely going to miss it. And it's one thing I always tell people, like, if the shit breaks the ground, I got it. Mm-hmm. Ground is next time. 
So as I go to pull, I know the fucker breaks the ground. I was like, well, well, here we go. <laughs> like it breaks the ground significantly on one side, but on my left side, the lat that I had strained, that one always wants to show up late. Mm-hmm. It's like the one that comes to the party and was like, oh, hey. And I know it's lagging, and I'm just sitting here. I'm death gripping this bar. Like, grip's never been an issue, so I knew it wasn't going to let me down. Um, and I can hear the crowd. I hear the crowd, like, just shouting at me to pull. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm trying. I know y'all see this. And then I also, I also hear the crowd start dying down when it starts slowing down. I'm like, oh, no. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, this lad's like, okay, like, if I join the party, she'll finish the lift, and we can actually put the bar down. So then when it does start coming up, the crowd starts, like, getting that energy back. And I lock it out, and I, at that point, I was like, holy shit. Because here's the thing. I know for a fact how ugly it looked. <laughs> like I'm the one pulling it. I'm a, I'm a huge technical lifter, especially when it comes to that specific lift. So I know, I know how terrible it looked. And I think once I locked it out, I was like, oh, fuck. And I put it down. And typically after deadlifts, like I can celebrate because they come up clean. I'm winner, winner. I can just run off this and make a fool of myself. Well, that one, I did not know how it was going to go. It was like, okay, who's going to be nice? Who, You know, so upon catching my breath, I'm, I couldn't even remember where the lights were at the point. But I turned around, and, you know, it's like takes – in my head, I'm thinking it's taken like a whole minute just to show the fucking lights. But it was a two-to-one, and I, I just – I don't even know what emotion was trying to come over me because the second I was trying to feel emotion, Gino accidentally flat tires me. So here comes my shoe falling off. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm trying to give people hugs and, um, you know, it was, that was a very overwhelming experience and, you know, people, they can say what they want to about that lift. And the more videos that people send to me of this lift, like, I know how the front version looked, and that's Mm -hmm. probably why I got that red light, obviously. But you have to know the rules of powerlifting. Yeah. And here's where the side judging comes in. If the side judge is back and forth on what the call should be, if they do not genuinely know, they have to give the benefit to the lifter. Mm -hmm. And this, this also comes into effect... When it comes to super heavyweight uh, men and or women when they're squatting. Yeah. When these people squat and, you know, it looks high to, you know, anybody that might be watching and they're wondering why do these judges give it to them? Because if the judge cannot see, they have to give the benefit to the lifter. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. Um, you know, my body was convulsing. It looked like I was having a seizure pulling it. <laughs> I mean, I could describe this in so many ways, Um, but I think generally the side judges were like, is she shaking? Is there downward motion? You know, but for people saying it hitched, I know for a fact it didn't hitch because I'm pulling it. I know it didn't hitch, but I can see where you would say downward motion, Yeah. Uh, especially from the front angle. But the more side angles that come out, it's like, oh, is her body just evening out at this point? Because that left side, and 
you know, I wonder, you know, how, and there are some people that say her body's just trying to straighten out. Yeah. But um, it was a very controversial lift, uh, of course, Instagram. And I knew what was going to happen when I posted that video. Yeah. I knew it. But uh, the thing with posts and stuff like that, when you post it, you've got to be willing to accept what's going to come with it. Mm -hmm. And you can either cry and bitch and do whatever, or you can play along. Yeah. And that's what I chose to do. And um, because that allows me not to get in my feelings with some of the comments that people choose to make and people are entitled to their own opinion. It's when you are blatantly disrespectful in like other terms, like you can't say, and this was a, uh, a DM. Um, I'm not trying to hate, but okay. You're hating. Cause you just threw in mm-hmm. that, but yeah, I think and we I- talked about the first interview we had. <laughs> if you ever say, but Mm-hmm. The thing that you said before that is always going to be bullshit. Yeah, and um, I call I call this person out on it. And at the end, I was like, you know what? However, at the end of the day, you are entitled to your opinion. I am entitled to mine. Have a great day. Because I'm not going to be rude. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be ugly towards these people. Um, I do try to listen to what people have to say. Because, you know, I could, I could see it from their perspective as well. The, and what really gets me is the peop, when people treat it as if I wasn't there. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. the one pulling it, I know. Um, but how, you know, with it being so controversial, I think one thing that can't be disputed is that was an, an amazing grind, mm-hmm. amazing effort. And listen, I, I, this is a humble brag to myself, but being a 97-pound female – and or 99 pound female like that was that day that was a big ass fight that most people would never have mm-hmm. completed <laughs> well yeah when, while i was watching the deadlift that's what i kind of saw and you know you, and it's funny that you brought that up where the crowd kind of died because right when you pulled it and how uneven it was i was with my friends and like oh i don't think she's gonna get it then i saw the weight coming up and then that's when I started screaming again, like, holy shit, Heather might actually pull this off. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing grind, and just, like, the crowd energy was there, too. But, yeah, yeah I, I You know I just... what it reminded me of? I, okay, I'm assuming that you have seen Aquaman. No. Right? The one with Jason Momoa? Oh, yes. <laughs> I heard that was not awesome. Okay, first off, it was. Okay. So anybody that disagrees... Sorry, you're wrong. Just okay. like birthday cake flavored thing. But, All right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're scene... <laughs> 0 for 2 on agreeing on things so far. So. Or 0 for 3, including the pre-powerlifting uh, me TV shows. Well, there's a scene in this movie, and I think that anybody who has seen the movie and that did see the deadlift and could hear the crowd, there's a scene in the movie where... He is battling it out with his brother in this arena where, like, all the mermen and mermaids are just watching and they're cheering. And there's one instance where the whole crowd just goes silent. And they're like, yeah, like, right after. And that's how it was. It's just because I'm like, dang, like, the the crowd's dying. Oh, watch this. Like, it's not done. Like, I I felt the bar still moving. Mm-hmm. But it, what y'all couldn't see is that it was still moving. It was just stalled. Um, but again, like, in my opinion, undisputed, like probably one of the, as far as performance wise, like biggest grinders of the 2019 year. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, and that was I just remember watching it and just kind of I'm like, whoa, like what? Like I thought you kind of like slipped your grip or something uh. because of how uneven it came. I was like, oh shit, that's really unfortunate because one side flew up mm-hmm. and the other side kind of stayed stagnant. So you explaining that is really. Well, you know, I actually had people come up to me and they're like, can you believe the bar was loaded incorrectly? And I'm like, oh, you know what? That would have been a great story. However, it wasn't. Because like I told you, I I watched the bar being loaded. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, usually I wouldn't. This time I did. Um, You know, and I could have accepted those excuses. I could have said that. But then that's putting the like my performance and the blame on spotters and loaders not being able to do their job. And, and for me, they did a great job. I did hear some stories, but because that wasn't my experience, the spotters and loaders did an amazing job on my platform. Yeah. And I know they loaded the bar correctly. That's just how it went. But yeah, that was, and you know, it's, it's one of these things where there's a reason why I'm the only tested female in the IPF to have ever pulled four times the body weight. The shit is not easy. Nope. And it's not going to look beautiful every single time. The first time it looked beautiful, uh, I got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't ever going to be as easy the second time. So not only am I the first female to do it the first time, I've also done it two times now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could have been ugly and said to anybody that wanted to be mean towards me, like, okay, well, you load four times the body weight on your bar, and we'll see if it even breaks the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so. There's there's always that deterrent in the back pocket yeah. of really good powerlifters, especially with the Instagram hate. But, yeah, and I so I spoke about your, uh, when I recapped it, like, at great lengths, like your, your deadlift, because it was one of the, I think, most memorable moments of Raw Nats. Now, yeah. at the moment, I was watching the big screen. I couldn't really see you as a lifter because everyone was standing. So, and I was kind of in the back. Oh, absolutely. Didn't yeah. get the seat. So, on the big screen, I didn't see up and down movement in person. So, I was just cheered on, scream. Yeah. It'll be great if he gets it. I was still waiting for the judges because I don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. I can't because that, that big 50 50. Yeah. You really don't know. So, when they gave you two white lights, I was like, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> When I did see the other videos that came out yeah. from a different angle, I could see up and down movement or a downward yeah. motion. So I was like, okay, if I was a front judge, I would have gave a red light. And right. the front judge gave a red light. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the show too, the side judge cannot see really that downward mm-hmm. motion. And I think with you, I think this is where your size helps you. You're so small that I don't think that, like, they could, re- I think the plates kind of cover you a little bit. Probably. From that angle. So I was... <laughs> From the side judge's perspective, I don't know if you could give that a red light. Because if you give me where they were standing their angle, I probably would white light it too. Yeah. So you it's it, it's so strange sometimes when someone gets a bad or a good or bad call and then they blame the lifter immediately. Yes. It's it's like <laughs> such a strange thing. It's like dude, I can't control the calls that are made. You're putting in the hands of the judges and we all understand that there was Really bad calls for really good lifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jasmine Penn is the first person that comes to mind. I thought that was a oh, perfect yeah. lift. She got fucked, and I completely disagree with that call. Mm-hmm. But uh, we understand it happens, but if, like, a lifter has a good lift and they give it two white lights, just let it go, especially when the judging is typically pretty strict. Right. The thing with, uh, you know, I saw Jasmine's lift, and, you know, Jasmine – She's a great lifter, period. I saw her compete at Worlds. 
and I saw her final deadlift, and I, like you, I thought it was good. I'm not too sure what they caught it on, but, you know, then here comes the Instagram people again. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're blaming me for her not getting that it, lift. It, and I'm like, I'm just, what? It, it happened, it, yeah, it happened on my deadlift as well when I got... When I got re oh yeah, shout out to King of the List by the way for posting my mislift. Thanks guys, but um, but they, the same thing happened. Yeah. And this is a and I, I'm glad you mentioned this because when they were questioning you like you weren't there, they were questioning me on my final deadlift like I wasn't there because why the heavy hold the lockout so long? They, that was the longest lockout or down command I've ever seen because I wasn't fully locked out. I knew this. I knew this <laughs> right. for a fact. And then the comments would come in. It's like, I'm still understanding how this doesn't get white-lighted. And then Heather's gets uh, white-lighted. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I was like, one, this happened beforehand. I deadlifted it before you. <laughs> Two, I was just, like, so confused. And then I just like how I'm telling you, I'm the person. I'm telling you that I didn't get the deadlift. Yeah. Other people around me, other powerlifters who are good, who mm-hmm. know the sport, the people there is like, yeah, your left knee wasn't completely locked out and your shoulders were a little yeah. soft. That's why I didn't give you a document. I know. I felt it. I know what a locked deadlift feels like. <laughs> I understand the amount of DMs that I was getting. Like, I got fucked over on a call. I'm like, no, I didn't. Nope, nope, nope. Stop saying that. Please stop saying that. And I hate, and and it's the same thing what you said, hate bringing other people into it. Because I don't want, because the judges have a tough job. Yeah. It's a thankless job, too. You're never going to get, like, a judging, like, man, the fucking judging was so unbelievable. Thanks, guys. You never get that. The only time that you hear about judging is when they fuck up something. So yeah. that's, it's a thankless job, in my opinion. And I didn't want the more the narrative to become the judges suck in the USAPL and IPF when I believe that they're better than most federations. Yeah. I d- didn't want that to be a narrative. And then I liked how you got in front of it, you took it in stride. Because a lot of people, a lot of good powerlifters don't like when you criticize them. Well, I think criticism is what, in my opinion, makes somebody better. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that are very self-involved, they see criticism as somebody saying that they're bad yeah. or they're not good at something. And, you know, and I think that comes from like a teaching perspective to where, if you tell me this, okay, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to get upset with you again. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying I'm right. But at the end of the day, you're going to think what you think, and I'm going to think what I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with you about it. But for, you know, they say, there was one comment saying, um, she got it because of who she is. Okay. Um, first off, No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and I would, I always, and I was like, hey, Russ got called for death on his first two squats. Russell or he almost bombed out. Yeah, so if it's like, it, you know, if he got that third lift pass because of who he is, I'm pretty confident they would have given him the first one and the second one. Um, but so I, I don't go into these competitions expecting people to know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know. I knew the head judge, the one that actually got me a red light. I knew her because she's the one that sends folks out to drug test me. You know, she's the one that has to get in contact. And that's how I knew her. I've never mm-hmm. had her as a judge. I've never, no, nothing like that. Like, I mean, these people act like we have conversations with them and want to be BFFs. 
but I don't, I don't go into these competitions expecting people to know who I am. And because of that, like the guy that was on the live stream, I kid you not, after squats, he comes back to the warm up room and he says to me, he's like, oh my gosh, I am going to make your hair just the talk. And in my head, I could easily have been like, what are you brand new? Like yeah. my hair's always been the same, yeah. but I was like, "Oh yeah, man, do that!" But like that would be cool, <laughs> because like he was so like into it. He yeah. and I wasn't going to take that joy away from him if he wanted to believe that he is the one that started that. Go for it, man! Yeah. But <laughs> you know, he he don't know me, and me expecting and acting like he is some crazy man for not knowing who I was. That that's so out of character of me. Yeah. <laughs> And there are people that do that, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not me. And, um, you know, so for people to say like, oh, it's because of who you are. No, I, I'm really, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and I, I, I got those DMs too, which is weird because I, I don't think they're in reference to you, but in a way they're referencing you because they're talking about the lock on deadlift and I'm telling them it was the right call. But they're saying, like, well, you know, I saw – I don't think that was very consistent because I saw, you know, if you were a cute girl, you were going to get the call. And if you were just some no-name guy, you're not going to get the call. And I was like, one, thank you for saying I'm no-name. And then two <laughs> – and, like, and two, I was like, I've seen plenty of cute girls get red-lighted. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, dude, you understand that there's seven – like, there's, like, 15 judges out there. There's five platforms, three on each. You can't talk about consistency when there's 15 different people. First off, you think I'm cute? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, ignore everything that you just said. No, like, but you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I, I need people to take looks out of it. I need people to take... And I don't buy that. That's such a dumb thing to... Yeah, that was a dumb... I, I thought... And I think the person who is, like, saying this does listen to the show, so I'm not going to mention your name. I don't want to put you totally on blast, but I just was... When you say something like that to me, I just tune out. I'm like, no, I'm done. Done listening. Done li-. I'm like, I'm the better authority figure here because I competed. I was the one deadlifting, and I saw plenty of attractive females get red-lighted for things. And I saw plenty of really high profile names get red lighted for things. Like, yeah, don't yeah. like, come on, you're not, it's, it's, stop talking about consistency, how they're not consistent, because I totally believe USAPL and IPF are consistently strict, but more consistent than any judge in any federation that I've seen. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And it's, I, I just needed to get to a point where people just need to accept it for how it is. Like, if I get called on Deb on my first squat, the first thing I'm going to do on my second squat is just make sure I go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at a judge and be like, hey, do you know who I am? You need to go ahead and change it. Mm-hmm. Change your mind right now. Because, like, Rory Alter, um, she, she, she had a post she's like do you feel comfortable if i say something about your deadlift i'm like yeah no i don't care uh but what she said she mentioned my confidence in the lift once the lift was done or while the lift was going on i didn't give the judges room to think like oh shit i messed up oh shit this is ugly Mm -hmm. like i held on to that confidence because if 
I'm if I know and I'm showing how ugly it is, they're going to be like, oh yeah, red light. Yeah. But it's how you present yourself. It's how you carry yourself. And you know, just like I say, if you go out there with no confidence, that lift is going to show it. Yeah. It's going to show it. And you know, she made a great post about it. So shout out to her for that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not. It, the call is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like the judges are looking at all these comments and being like, you know what, guys, we need to change this. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to go to the judge and be like, hey, guys, you know what? It should be literally all three reds. Yeah. Go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm going to take my dub and I'm going to head out. So. Yeah. And then I, and I always say, I'm like, why is this sport different from every other sport? You get a bad call in football, you get a call, bad call in baseball, you're going to use that bad call to your advantage. Or you're going to use that good call to your advantage. You're going to be – there's not going to be after a baseball game. It's like, ah, you know, this World Series win was great, but I thought that strike three was actually a ball. So, you know, I'm yeah. going to – like, no, you're never going to do that. This sport is no different. If you thought you could have yeah. got a red light and they give you a white light, take the, take the W. You yeah, won. Yeah, I'm going to take it. And the thing is, like, people acted as if that lift – was going to give second place the win. Child, I was ahead by 35 kilos. (laughs) Calm down a second. And regardless, if all three judges would have given me those red lights, I still would have respected their decision. Mm -hmm. I would have shaken their hands and went on about my business. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and show myself because at the end of the day, uh, I represent more than just myself. I represent USA Powerlifting. SBD apparel, and I can't be sitting here acting a fool because I don't agree with what somebody chooses to say. So. For sure, yeah. I I completely agree with that, and I thought you handled it well, and I, there's certain powerlifters who, again, don't handle criticism well, but I do like how you definitely didn't blame the spotters and loaders, because I agree with you. Spotters and loaders were A1 that day, um, especially on the primetime platform. I got some of the guys from the primetime platform onto my platform as well, and I thought they did an excellent job themselves um and i hate when people use the equipment and like the, i like all the other things around them for an excuse so thank you for not doing that nah i mean it's somebody said how do you somebody one time said how do you train on like different platforms i said same way i do anything else like I, yeah. you just adapt like oh you're using this bar okay cool whatever i don't even care yeah. but as long as the plates aren't falling off and I'm not, like, getting thrown backwards. Like, you know, those those spotters and loaders, they're all volunteers. They're not getting paid for it, mm-hmm. you know. And the ones that did the morning session and stayed around to do prime time, I know they tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's such – and, again, thankless job. You have yeah. how many lifters throughout the day, and then you misload one, you miss spot one, and you're going to get known for that shitty spot or that shitty load. But the entire day you're on. So it's – it's, uh, yeah, I, I do, I do dislike when people start blaming equipment and like people who do work hard on that kind of stuff. And I, I've grown more of appreciation of that as more I've gotten to the sport. Yeah. Because the, the equipment they choose to use, uh, isn't why you miss depth. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or, or an uneven platform. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it yeah. at that. So. Terrific performance at Raw Nats. Um, I think we talked about your deadlift at great lengths, and I think that's why people tune in to listen to Heather talk about her deadlift. But you have a massive meet coming up March 28th yeah. in Sheffield, United Kingdom. Yeah. 
SBD Invitational. Huge meets. The first time it's doing, and it's like a one of a kind thing, and the the uh, immediate hype surrounding it is incredible for a good reason. It's an awesome, awesome idea. So you got invited to it. That's an incredible accomplishment. The lifters who get invited to that are the top, 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 top people in the world. So I just got to ask from an outsider looking in, what were your emotions like when you first got the news? So, you know, I go to bed relatively early. Like, I am the early bird. So if anything happens after, like, 7.45 Eastern Standard Time, I ain't going to know about it till the next day. So that's exactly what happened when, you know, SBD decided to post this video. I was like, holy shit. Mind you, this is 250,000 pounds, which is equivalent to over $300,000. So I looked at the, uh, you know, I looked at what they posted and eligibility. And eligibility went to those who won IPF Worlds. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I see see comments on this and people are like, well, why is so-and-so invited? And why is so-and-so invited? Well, so we'll get into that uh, because I'm going to answer your question. But, you know... Once I saw that, I was like that SpongeBob meme where he's sitting at a table with his drink just waiting. (laughs) 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 Because I'm like, oh, God. Like, I'm eligible for this. I am am eligible for this. (laughs) So I was sitting there, and, um, you know, I I spoke to my family. Like, wow, that'd be so cool. Like, can you believe this? And they're like, no. Because... It was Sunday, and um, I'm always at my grandma's on Sunday, so my whole family knew about it, but I I still hadn't got that email. And then um, it it goes, like, I come home one day, and I check it, and boom, there it is. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) I wanted to cry because this is, like, such a huge, huge thing. And I remember Pete um, in, like, the past, because I said to him, I'm like, man, why do Europeans get so many more opportunities than us Americans to break world records? Like, there's no reason why my world record should be 183.403 and my uh, world record be like 388, mm-hmm. or whatever, 178, wherever it is. Um, there's no reason for it, but I haven't had opportunity to set it. Um, so he's like, just hold tight, there's something coming. I can't tell you what it is, but there's something coming. This was like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, my forgetful self, like, I wasn't even thinking about it. But then when this came out, I'm like, oh, shit, this must have been what Pete was talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got it, and I told my family about it, and they made it, you know, they told us right away, like, do not say anything on social media about this. If you do say anything on social media, your invitation will be taken away. Mm-hmm, makes sense. Well, yeah, it makes sense because they want to be the ones to introduce yeah. the lifters. So um, I've known about it for a little while, and but I, I didn't I didn't know that of who was all invited to Sheffield. Yeah. Um, so it was a very overwhelming experience to get something like that, and it just made me start reevaluating what my next steps were in this sport. Um. But yeah, the Sheffield 2020 is going to be a very big experience for powerlifters. Yeah, and that's, I think, when they announced that, I saw every perfect thing that I like about meets be mm-hmm. included. 
small roster, great. Mm-hmm. I don't have to watch an eight-hour live stream. I don't have to watch <laughs> a two-and-a-half-hour live stream either. Just a small group of lifters competing for money. Love money. Mm-hmm. SPD is doing it. So if it was anything like the Raw Nats and Lombard, as far as like the aesthetics and the presentation and the showmanship, offer mm-hmm. that. I think they could even do yeah. a much better job because they don't have to worry about like four big screens and four platforms or five <laughs> platforms. Just one. Just one platform. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really good for anybody tuning in because the men and women aren't going on the same day. Yeah. Men are going on Saturday and women are going on Sunday, which I'm not too sure about that one. I like going before the men. But, (laughs) again, like, I don't know the rules. (laughs) I could, well, and here's here's the thing that I notice is, you know, this is the sport where I think females can be the main event. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it, it is still up in the air because I think that when I was watching Russ's squat, and I've said it on the show at nauseum at this point, it was the, when I was looking around like, holy fuck! I never thought powerlifting would be this. I never yeah. thought people would be out with their phones cheering for a powerlifter, one powerlifter yeah. uh, that weren't their f- close family and friends. Like these are, <laughs> I'm like, unless all these fucking people are related to Russ, I did yeah. not know <laughs> that his family expands. <laughs> Like, races and ages. So, like, I, when I saw that, like, holy fuck. Like, he's, like, this is a name. Like, this is, he's a famous person in powerlifting now. Mm -hmm. And I think that the lifters that they have there at the Invitational have that same star power. And I think the females, and and it's a shame that we didn't get to see Mellow vs. Lawrence, but Mellow vs. Lawrence is that head-to-head battle that powerlifters mm-hmm. want to see. The sport needs. Needs close yeah. head-to-head battles. Now there's a money prize involved. And I think that could potentially, towards March, become the the talk of people in powerlifting gyms. Talk about Mellow vs. Lawrence. Talk about the females. Still talk about the males, but I think the females can, mm-hmm. you know, main event something. So saving the best for last. And, you know, I, I'm not too sure why Mello pulled out of Nationals um, because that would have been a great show, her versus Amanda. But at the end of the day, like, Mello's not bothered by it because she's sitting here, oh, Sheffield's on her shoulder. She she mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen. She's she's going to have that battle. Everybody's going to see the battle. But it's just going to be in an arena-type situation where there's a lot at stake. Yeah. And that's when you want to see it because this is when everybody – Here's the king of the lifts, Ryan, uh, six-pack lapidat reference. You're you're putting in all your marbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for all the marbles. And, um, you know, the prize money for first place is $30,000 Yeah. That's somebody's yearly income. Yeah. So, you know, why, why would you say no? Oh, yeah, that's... It, it's like... And it goes from, like, first place to sixth place. Yeah. So you you are going to come away with something. Mm -hmm. You know, you break a world record, here's some money. You break it again, here's some money. So, you know, when it comes to, like, IPF points, I know where I stand just like Ray Williams stands. Mm -hmm. That's not my main goal. And as a lifter, I have to understand that. Now, if it was Wilkes, totally different story totally different story but ipf points i have tried to configure it every way possible and i have put in exaggerated numbers numbers i will never hit naturally Mm -hmm. it's not gonna happen yeah 
So I have to put that to the side and focus on what I know I can do, mm-hmm. what checks I can rack up, yeah. what things I can show of a test of strength. And this is stuff I've spoken to with SVD, uh, what my goals were for this competition, because it's not first place. However, I have also said that with so much on the line, I think people are going to push their limits. And because they might push their limits, they might not do as well as they are anticipating. Mm-hmm. You know, I want everybody to do as well as they can. But again, when you think about like the Kearns open or anything like that, you see a lot of big name lifters getting injured because they're thinking about the end prize, yeah. which like $10,000. Well, you got $30,000 on the line, and, you know, who knows what that money could do for somebody. I don't know anybody's life situation, so it's none of my business what they choose to do mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I think because of what's at stake, you might see some really crazy things happening. And, look, if that benefits me at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, hell, yeah, go for it, sister. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know where it stands. Um and I think that a lot of people will be like, well, why is Heather Connor doing it when it's IPF points? Well, while you're worrying about IPF points, I got my focus on something else. Yeah. And that's, those are my goals. Yeah. IPF points, first place is not my main goal. It's a goal on my list, but it's not my number one goal. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into Sheffield. Um, you know, they, they are really, they're treating us well, this competition. Mm-hmm. Not only are they flying us out and, you know, just treating us like we're kings and queens of this country, they're also flying out our coach. That's they awesome. Want, yeah, they want our coach to be part of this, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really doing this for the lifters. They're really doing it to bring together the sport a little bit more and showing, like, hey, we do care about the lifters. This is why it took us so long to do something like this. Yeah. Because... You got Kearns, oh, the lifter gets $10,000. Cool. I believe it's 40 That's I thought it was. They get four. Oh, well, either I way. I actually don't know. Like, it's, it's a lot of money. It's, yeah, a good amount of money. Um, so, you know, this isn't something that they thought of in eight months. This is something they've been yeah. thinking about for years. So you can tell there's been a lot of thought process coming into this. But just like it was, like, coming up with it, the same thought process came with, how do we get these lifters involved? Mm-hmm. Which lifters are we choosing? Because one of the main questions I see is, okay, well, Yeza from Nauru beat Ray, who unfortunately bombed out that competition. Why is Yeza not invited? Mm-hmm. Well, there, Ray, first off, was a wild card selection. Yeza... From my understanding, because there's still eligibility rules, you have to have at least a 700 IPF point uh, total, whatever it's called. And I don't think he met that requirement. I don't think he had the 700 IPF points. Mm -hmm. Some lifters that were supposed to be invited, their visas didn't check out, so they had to go next in line. And one thing that SBD really, SBD and the IPF really wanted to do with this competition is make it very diverse. They didn't want it USA, 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 USA. Yeah. Because let's be honest, like the USA does have very strong lifters, but, um, you know, they did, they did make this very diverse. Yeah. You see, uh, like on the women's side, you have Evie from New Zealand, who was a, a junior lifter, but they needed somebody from 
you know, that part uh, from the Oceana aspect. Yeah. That's why she, and she's the only lifter in Oceana that has 700 plus IPF points. Therefore, she's invited. Same thing with the Philippines, the Asian uh, countries. They needed somebody. She had 700 points. Boom, here you go. So it wasn't like they're, they were just saying, well, you know, they could have picked this person. Okay, well, first place eligibility at 2019 Worlds was already secured. Yeah. So they, they were never going to change that. Um, and you have one person in each weight class representing rather than 247s or 272s. Yeah. And I think the lineup is great. I think the lineup is great. I You know, even with the men's side, you get to see those same battles still go on. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what's exciting. I think people are just so nitpicky. I think people are just wanting answers. And I don't know who runs, like, the SBD or the IPF websites, but they can't answer it, and they can't see everybody's comments, so they can't yeah. really say anything bad. So everything just at this point becomes speculation. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the cool thing to do for a lot of lifters is hate on the USAPL and IPF. That's, oh, yeah. like, the cool, trendy thing to do. I've been on part of it before, and there are a few times that they have shot themselves in the foot, and I have a podcast, and I'm going to make fun of them for that. It's all with love. But um, but I think when they saw that, they immediately want to shit on it because the the major criticism of USAPL and IPF is there's no money involved. Yeah. Like, there's big meets, but drug testing doesn't pay. Might as well take steroids because there's, you know, the tribute, there's the current open, there's big dogs, there's all these cash prize meets, and IPF and USAPL doesn't have one. Now they right. do have one. In my opinion, a little bit better of a formula than the current open. Than, right. Because if you want to talk about the current open, I mean, there's a, a lot of clusterfucks that happen within that meet of who gets invited yeah. and who doesn't. Deserving lifters get invited. Undeserving lifters get invited. It's kind of a it's a bit of a clusterfuck uh, what they have going on. But with this one, I think the first time through the wall, you're always going to get bloody. There's going yeah. to be some issues. There's going to be some questions on people getting invited because I was I was thinking about it as well. It's like, all right, so is SBD going to you know sway it towards one lifter because they're sponsored by SBD or are they going to make the qualifications so one lifter can get in and one lifter can or also just based on um, star power like right. people want to see Ray squat it will be kind of a weird competition if Ray isn't there it'll be a weird right. event if Ray isn't there especially in the USAPL and something I, SBD is going to run also along with you know the lightweight lifters and the IPF points because if we just do it on IPF points, we're just going to get a bunch of 74 and 83 kg lifters lifting. And then the, so right. then right. I think they're going to figure all these things out as they go. But right now mm -hmm. I think it is a terrific idea. And I think they're checking off all the boxes that power lifters want and need. But I think the, the trend right now is to, you know, let's criticize IPF and USAPL over everything that they do. Or let's, you know, just criticize them and then, you know, try to bring spotlight to other federations. I think that's the... Exactly. That's a social media thing to do. And, and you know, as you're saying, 2019 World Championships, and just to confirm what I was saying earlier, uh, Yeza, 649 IPF points. Mm -hmm. So he didn't meet the eligibility of the 700-point requirement. That's why he was not invited. You know, and it, 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 I, I love Yeza. He's a great guy, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, like, they do have their standards. And 
you know, they they do want the best of the best on there. That's not saying he's a terrible lifter. Yeah. He's a great lifter. But, you know, if you don't meet the requirements, you don't meet the requirements. It's not saying anything about you as a lifter. Like Sam Calhoun, excellent lifter. Marisa Enda, excellent lifter. Again, certain requirements. <laughs> yeah, and, and I completely agree, and there's going to be – there. you have to make those rules. You have to do them, and you have to find out a way because then if you invite a bunch of lifters – if you invite, you know, if you open it to 50 or 70 lifters, well, you're not going to get that money at the end. It loses prestige when you do that. So right now what they have is a good idea. I think they could, and that's a great thing, first time through. Next year, 2021, if they continue to do it, or make it like the World Cup or something. Every two years yeah. or every, like, four years you do it, like maybe, yeah. like, powerlifting Olympics. I, I, I like, there's a, the possibilities are endless to, like, really perfect it. Well, I think that this will push a lot of people to hashtag Russell or he do better. Yeah. Uh, get better today. Like, that's going to make you want to push those limits at Worlds because, you know, hey, if I win Worlds, I'm going to get this invite. You know, and I think um, one of the questions, because uh, we were doing, like, SPD interviews after the competition, uh, one of the questions that was asked to me is, what do you think Chef Build is going to do for powerlifting? I said, oh, my gosh, like – it's going to bring out everybody's twin. And I say it like this. I know for a fact there is not one Heather Connor in this big, wide world. Mm-hmm. There's not one Daniela Mello. There's not one Taylor Atwood. What this sport is, what this competition is going to do is it's going to allow people who don't even know anything about the sport to recognize it. Because we all found out powerlifting some way or another. Mm-hmm. I came out of the woods, boom, I'm this strong little girl. Same thing with every other person. I know for a fact another Heather Connors running around just waiting to discover the sport. Mm-hmm. And when she does, or when another Taylor Atwood does, this is what's going to make things really exciting because you're going to start seeing these athletes really getting pushed by other people. And that's, you know one encourages me to do a little bit better each day mm-hmm. because I know what this is going to produce. I think the numbers in the sport are going to rise because everybody's going to want a piece of this. And when you have that much at stake, Hey, let me see what I can do to get on this action real quick. Oh yeah. I don't know what people would choose to do with their money. They could blow it all in cocaine if they wanted to, or they could donate. It's not my, it's not my business, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Again, at the end of the day, that's a lot of money. It's going to bring out a lot more people than we expect. So Yeah, for sure. If I've ever won that $40,000 grand prize in a different <laughs> country, I would be so irresponsible with it. It would, it would, it would, I mean, it would literally be irresponsible to give me that much money in a short period of time. But yeah, I, I agree. And I agree with you 100%. It's only good for the sport, only good for drug free lifting as well. Yeah. Because I think, I, I, I say, I have my opinions on not tested federations and my opinion on drug tested federations. I respect both a ton, but I see a trend with younger, younger people wanting to take steroids and it's just not a good idea. I say, I say, if you're going to start taking that stuff, hold off until you're like your mid twenties, early thirties, but not when you're like, begin to purchase that. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I mean, they get other drugs, right? (laughs) in high school they get their they get their other drugs i mean steroids is just another drug that they can get and i just i okay i i would like to see more of a push for drug tested lifting and then maybe 
towards, you know, when you accomplish things in drug tested lifting, you go and test yourself out in non drug tested lifting. I'm totally cool with that, but there is a trend of younger kids asking me about steroids and I've and I've and I've gone on great lengths on Instagram to roast them because you're asking a person who's never taken steroids to give you advice on steroids, which is about the most stupid thing you could possibly do. I hope my first graders ask me about it one day. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Teaching middle schoolers and high schoolers. That is yeah. Oh yeah, it's like so so what does creatine do for you? And then I explain to create so it's like a steroid. It's not like a steroid, guys. I'm never answering questions again when it comes to supplement nutrition. I'm only answering questions on the Louisiana Purchase today. <laughs> you know, my first graders, they, they saw some of my lifting. Uh, they I got asked if my videos could be shown. I was like, yeah, cool. So I get back, and, you know, I didn't expect anything less from this one child. But he says, why'd your face look so weird? Thanks, man. <laughs> That lift was really hard, but thank you for noticing my face. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to keep this as private as possible because it will turn into a roast me session like within five seconds. Yes. And I mean, it already happens. I could pull my PR and then people make fun of my, you know, shins or how I react towards an end of a deadlift. So. Okay, let's be honest. Those memes that came out about you were really funny. Although they're awesome. And I and I love that page, Subpar Powerlifting, and I, and I bring it on myself. Yeah. But it, no matter what you do, I'm going to get made fun of. I think I'm on a pretty good, like, roll here. I think my past three meets have all been meme-worthy. Yeah, I'm on. I'm. I'm I gotta I keep up the street. Oh, it's awesome. No, I. I. Well, one, I know the person who runs the pages and do memes of me, and I. There's not one that I thought were not funny. They're all yeah. fucking hilarious. They're all great. I don't get offended when anyone makes memes, but I'm just like, is the only thing for me now is like, oh man, is that what I'm gonna be known for in the sport? I should probably get a better total. Like, I want to win at least something, something big before I'm known as. The guy well, who you can make a face out of his, you can make a meme out of his face. Well, it was, it was when you posted that real, like I'm laughing just think about it. It's when you posted that real blurry, uh, like I want to say it was like a screen capture, and I'm about to cry just thinking about it. And you're, it was when you dropped your deadlift. Oh yeah. And it's like super blurry, and I think you said something about everybody's getting their pictures back from. <laughs> We're all nationals, and this is, this is what I get. <laughs> and I actually, I was going to make another meme kind of on that, like, other lifters' pictures at Raw Nationals that people take of them. And then and then it's going to be, like, Russ Orhe or Jamar with their awesome, like, cool pictures. They're high def. And then the people, the pictures that people take me and post on the internet, and it's just me jumping in the air, me, like, you know, you know, Dylan makes his edits of me missing my deadlift. I'm like, that's... And and if that's the way people want to portray me, I'm all for it. It was really funny. Like, again, like, I almost started crying just thinking about it because it's so ridiculous. But that's why I like subpar. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that meme page because some of those memes are just so ridiculous. Like, even the ones with you and Lane. Like, I'm just. <laughs> and you know what? And in all honesty, those kind of things that got me meeting Lane Orton. Yeah. Like, he, because it was the running joke that I kept, and I I called him my powerlifting coach, ironically, for a yeah. really long time. Because I ran his program that he made, like, five years ago into every single powerlifting meet, and I was, and I kept on calling him my coach. People, and Noriega even said, he's like, so what does uh, Coach Lane think of your performance today? I'm like, 
hasn't gotten wind of it yet, but hopefully uh, I get some comments on him soon. And it was the ongoing joke, and they made the meme, and Lane now knew me. He he knew who I was, and I was I was ecstatic of that, and I got a picture out of it because of that. Yeah. And I've I've been a Lane fan, and like those those memes help. I yeah that that meme of the Lane Orton thing was probably my favorite of the uh, of the weekend. Would you rather be known for that or your awesome video of the dog just like straight up in your camera? Because that, that's good. <laughs> that was terrific. Um, and you know, some things just happen perfectly. Yeah, it happened <laughs> perfectly. Perfect. It could not be more perfect. Shout out to Liberty, the lab name Liberty. Uh, give her, give him a follow. Give uh, and that's not my dog. That's my my good friend Reed's dog. But. Well, Liberty literally just stood there like it was couldn't be more perfect. And I saw and I knew it was happening behind me because I'm squatting. Liberty always kind of sticks around Reed, and like Reed was kind of like in the weird point of my platform and his platform. So Liberty was going to stay between us because want to get far away from Reed so he can do his lifting, but not as far not as close as me so I could I do like my lifting. Excellent trained dog, by the way. Yeah. And then I saw, but I in the, like a corner of my eye, I could kind of see it like slowly <laughs> creeping. And then, like, I was like, it's fine. It's not that big of a set. Then, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta watch a video. I'm like, oh my god. It, can it yeah. be more perfect? Just, just the, the creep in, and then just looking at the, it was so, it was the most adorable yeah. video I've ever taken in my life. Yeah, I don't even know how that didn't get as many views. I don't know either. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a little upset it's a about dog. that. That yeah. should have been at least one million. Yeah, I was ex- I was expecting like, well, this is this is it. This is my calling People card. People can appreciate good quality nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> they're too busy blaming Heather Connor on everybody else's like instances. So, or, or yeah, if, if I make a meme kind of calling out a lifter, that gets more thing. Like the negativity <laughs> always gets reposted. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I agree that that should be my most liked video, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, one, once again, looking forward to watching you compete SPD Invitational. I'm excited. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for the sport because of that. Yes. So, all right. And to wrap up this interview, cause we've been talking for over 60 minutes. Woo. We both have busy days. We want to get yeah. to it. <laughs> we played fuck, Mary kill last time. Yes. New segment, new game, word association. Keep on saying I'm going to improve the title and I'm not going to. So <laughs> it's word association permanently now. So I give you a word. First word that comes to mind. First one, USAPL. Uh, inconsistency. Okay. <laughs> Way to lean into it. IPF. Um, drug tested, not drug free. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Heather's, Heather's bringing the heat. Like, he's making the show right now. All right. Squats. Hi. Just in general? Only one word, right? Yeah, then you could you could explain your rationale for the word that you chose. Back. Back? Is that like Don't a cue? Your back, it's bad for you. <laughs> oh, I would have think arch. Like uh, bench, yeah, arch. arch. That's the one thing that comes to mind. But or the cue, I always hear Garrett Fear's favorite cue. Me and him got into a discussion of stupid cues because uh-huh. it was up. 
when everyone screams up, like, how dumb that is. Like, uh, and then I am like, yeah, you know what, but I say, like, stupid shit, too. Like, I say drive. That makes no fucking sense. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's like, that makes no I always say back. Or chest. Yeah. Chest up, chest Air. up. What? Air. Hips, hips, hips. Like that. Like I, I still don't understand hips. No. Like, if my hips are shifting, dude, I can't fix that on a platform. We're done. First off, I don't have a chest, nor do I have hips, so why? Why is this relevant to me? <laughs> the chest? Yeah, screaming out body parts is strange. Uh, one girl I know says stand up in the gym. It says stand oh. up on deadlifts. I'm like, all right. I get Got on board it. with that one. All right. Deadlift. Heather. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. The deadlifter is Heather now. <laughs> Self-proclaimed, yeah. Deadlift is Heather. You can put that on a shirt. Yes. Get better today, you got some rivals. Deadlift yes. is Heather. Established Deadlift is circa <laughs> 2019 on two white lights. Yes. Squat shoes. Notorious lift. Converse. USPA. <laughs> Ooh. That's a that's a really good observation. Yeah. I think I think a lot of powerlifters when they first start just watch a lot of USPA videos and like, oh, I should probably deadlift and converse. Yeah, there's like a meme. I don't know what meme it was, and I don't know whose page it was, but it was like USA USA USPA meet versus USAPL, and it was like lift evil, pioneer belt, Chuck Taylors, and then yeah. everything was SPD. Yeah, pretty much how it works. I think I did. You can make you can make two memes out of that. Like, yeah. the I, I've done the USAPL IPF starter pack, or is this yeah. a bunch of quotes and like anime? Such yeah. fucking nerds when it comes to anime and uh, and comic <laughs> books, and then A seven everything. But then USPA though, I could put Disturbed as the music yeah. that you're listening to. Fucking, I don't know if they watch. What's that? Conjugate. Conjugate, yeah, chains, um, beards, <laughs> tattooed faces. Mm-hmm. bald heads because of the steroids and it happens <laughs> if you want to if you want to make a difference between it's like look at the full heads of hair at usapl and look at the not full heads of hair at uspa hell yeah yeah so that's my main motivation i'm going on steroids i don't want to lose my fucking hair i'll get dumped tomorrow if that happens <laughs> speaking of which women's hair women's hair yeah same word as before, Heather. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna go another way on that, Marissa Inda. Ish, quality hair. Quality, quality hair. hair, but she doesn't flip it as well as me. So, mm, good hair point. flip. Well, yeah, hair flip, Heather. <laughs> quality of hair. Now, where is it? Taylor Atwood. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, because I was the next one was men's hair. Taylor Atwood. Oh yeah, Taylor Atwood. I think he does a little bit too much work on it, though. He's, but it's it's perfection. Yeah, but no it, matter the lift, it doesn't move. Yeah, exactly. It's because he you know styles it so long. I wonder how long it takes him to do his hair. It's a good interview question. I want to ask him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might ask. I might if I ever interview him, I'm gonna be like, how long does it take, really? Because it does. Because I don't do anything when I compete. I just kind of go yeah. out there. My hair is gonna go all over the place. Well, put... that's how mine is. I I wash it. I let it air dry. Yeah. It's gonna do whatever it wants to that day. Taylor, he, he, you know he spends some time on that. What product does he use, and how long does it take him? Because me, one second, I'm a head out. Yeah. Him, 
you know, I need, I need questions that need answers. That's what it, that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. <laughs> I, I have said in the past, so I think his hairstyle is overrated. <laughs> just, just because of how long it's like, it's an obvious style. Now, Michael C on the other hand, he's got waves. So he's got the fade waves going <laughs> like that looks pretty good. He's it got looks some, good. yeah, he's got some contention there. All right. Instagram. Um, judges. You got how many judges on Instagram? Like all of them. <laughs> all of them. All more than them. more than most sports, actually. Yes. Yes. Like baseball, football. No, Instagram has the most referees and judges that I've ever seen. Yeah, that's where that's where they're at. That's how they get hired, and that's where they're all at. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God forbid. You know, it's not that hard to become a judge. You know, like all you people, need is an Instagram. Yeah. Well, well, people. I mean, in order to be like a legit judge, people could just sign up for that and just yeah. try and you know go through the training, all that kind of stuff. If you feel that passionate about it, fucking go and judge something, and no. every and all the federations. <laughs> yeah. No. Why do that when you can just do it on Instagram? Yeah, I, I'll just make a meme of it later. Yes, please. I probably actually I have one in my back burner that I might make, but it has <laughs> nothing to do with USAPL and. You know, uh, whatever. Me describing a meme is fucking a nightmare. Um, deadlift bar. Deadlift bar. Yeah. Yuri Belkin. Mm. That's a good one. Have you a... ever have you ever pulled on a deadlift bar? I have. How did you like it? I didn't. It's so whippy. Yeah. Um. Now I could pull. I think I could have pulled easily, like one ninety plus on a deadlift bar like on any given day um it's just it's just too whippy and it's super uncomfortable i just rather stick with a stiff bar like me pulling sumo you know i made a joke to actually somebody that was trying to like troll on my deadlift video and they're like well that one i never counted in the uspa and i'm like first off yes it um, fucking would <laughs> first off had i pulled on a deadlift bar um, I wouldn't even got to the point where it would have been started shaking profusely yeah. because it would only gone up like one inch. Yeah. Like that's how much like bend there is to it. Um, to where like, if we want to like hate on sumo and the ROM, go for a deadlift bar because you know, it, it doesn't move barely at all. Mm-hmm. That, so, so do you feel like you're a better deadlifter with a deadlift bar? I'm a better deadlifter period. Doesn't okay. matter the bar. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying if I, if I was going to tell you to do more weight I love I love the arrogance in this episode by the way it's been fantastic but um the, the, if you were if you were going to do more weight would you assume that the deadlift bar would be higher deadlift total yeah okay because the only reason why I asked is because I I've seen a few female lifters who I'm friends with very similar to you with body type and all that kind of stuff and it feels like the deadlift bar might actually be hurting them so I was wondering, like, your yeah. opinion on if you actually like the stiff bar more. Because there are some who like the stiff bar more and are better lifters with the stiff bar. There are a few. I'm not one of them. I'm a deadlift bar guy all the way. But I was just just curious as a lifter. Yeah, yeah I think, com- like, as far as comfort goes, stiff bar. Mm-hmm. But as far as weight goes, deadlift bar for sure. Okay. That makes sense. That's going to wrap it up for Word Association. Thank you for coming on Two White Lights again. Second time on the show. Only two other people have had that. So you're in a very, the prestigious two-time interview club (laughs) in powerlifting on Two White Lights. Because of who I am and it's because I'm cute. (laughs) 
pretty much. Oh yeah, that's you know I'm gonna wonder if I'm gonna get a comment on that. Like you only had her on her I, on, holy fuck, had her on twice because how she looks. Like well, Noriega was the other guy, so obviously, and then obviously. Matt Wallace was the other guy. Obviously, oh yeah, he's a pretty cute guy. Yeah. yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell him that. Like, you know what? <laughs> he's so nice. He is. Oh my gosh, he's, he's such a good guy. And that's why we have him. And he's a very good friend of mine. So have him on in-person interviews. He always, you know, he's awesome. Love him. And he's been on, I think, more than twice. He came back. He came back to Raw Nationals to watch me lift, and I think that was really nice. Like, yeah, there's other lifters like that were on that platform that, mm-hmm. of course, he wanted to see too. But it's the fact that he let me know that he was going to come back. That made me feel super-duper special. Mm-hmm. And he probably only did it because I'm cute. <laughs> Possibly. See, I now mean, that comment's going to make me very messy, like, on future posts. But, you know, I do post stories, and I do say, you know, I'm just here to remind y'all I'm cute. <laughs> so, always. I'm going to keep that going now. So. Yeah. Always remind people that in 47 and 52? Had some pretty cute females on the platform. I mean, me and Marisa, like, we make it make it hard for anybody else to win because of how cute we are. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree there. But again, thank you for coming on Two Way Lights. We would obviously love to have you on again for a third, fourth, and fifth time because you always, you always bring the heat when you're on. Yes. Well, I like to keep it fun. You do, and I like to keep it fun as well because people ask me my like vetting process for getting guests, and it's mm-hmm. people who I can talk to. If you're super serious, we're not going to get along. Right. Like, I'm not going to be able to converse very well with you. I, it's like if you're a great lifter, awesome. I just I just need to have fun while I interview. Yeah. So, and of course, the audience appreciates it as well. Well, I appreciate you for having me back. No problem. Really All right. Yeah. So good luck with everything, and talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day. And we are back. Thank you, Heather, for coming on to White Lights again. We would love to have you on again for a third time. Terrific interview. Terrific interview, as always. And that is going to do it for two White Lights. There could be an episode Wednesday. I am not sure. I am not positive. Yeah, be on the lookout for at least two episodes a week. Possibly three, two episodes a week are coming. Be sure to check out our last week episodes as well. We have Michael C., Ricky Show, Sophia Rizzuto, all terrific interviews. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Write a review. Follow us on Spotify as well. We're available on all platforms. Visit the website. Buy yourself a t-shirt. Go to the online store. Help us grow to white lights. And, again... Thank you for listening. Possibly see you Wednesday. Possibly see you Friday. I have no fucking clue at this point. But thank you for listening. See you guys later. Peace.